0: Welcome to Your Life Now Radio Show, where your life matters. Your host, Coach Rhea, is a certified professional life coach with a passion to help make the difference in the world. Your Life Now Radio Show brings you powerful resources and effective tips to help you live your best life ever. And now, here's your host, Coach Rhea.
1: Hello, my friends, and welcome. You are listening to your Life Now Radio Show. I am your host, Coach Rhea. Thank you so much for joining us, as always. So pleased and so grateful for each one of you guys for listening to the show live, archived, for downloading the show, supporting the show on iTunes, the Stitcher app, and of course, here on Block Talk Radio, thank you, and I'm always grateful for you guys. So, um, you know, just a quick intro. I am the founder and the CEO of Your Life Now, and as you know, it's a professional coaching training, and also we do a lot of PR and media promotion for our guests here on the show. So, welcome, and uh, I'm gonna say my intention before we get we dig right into today's show. As always, my intention. Of doing a show as always is to inspire you i like to inspire you to make some positive changes in your life so you can live the life that you desire it's really all up to you so all i ask of you is to have an open mind and an open heart take what is useful uh from the show and uh see if it helps you in your life and that's all it takes so i thank you for being you know, there and listening and for having an open mind and open heart. And remember, it's your life, so why don't you live it your way? And, uh, again, for more information on us here on the show, make sure you visit our website at www.yourlifenow.info. Again, that's yourlifenow.info. And uh, we're going to take a short break, and when we come back, And we will get right into our special show for today. So please stay tuned. We'll be right back. Thank you so much.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments.
1: Welcome back, my friends. You are listening to your Life Now Radio show. I am your host, Cotria. Thanks again for joining us. Whether you are listening to the show live or archive, I do appreciate each one of you. Today is part two of the best of the best guests that we had on the show in the year of 2014. I just wanted to tell you, every guest we had on the show, they were absolutely incredibly amazing i'm forever grateful for each one of you guys for coming to the show and share information and teaching us a lot of great things so i'm forever grateful for you but today's pick we chose two special guests uh to promote for this week best of the best part two. First one is dr melly little and uh dr melly came on the show and uh taught us a lot of things on how to make natural, healthy changes and how to make them our, uh, you know, at your own pace. And she also taught us how to reprogram your mind and change the core beliefs about food and your body to achieve the health goals that you want. Dr. Melly also helped us to identify the root cause of most illnesses and help us to shift our focus on prevention as a cure. So she's a naturopathic doctor, and we will be, you know, bringing her on the show. Our second best guest of 2014 for this week is Dr. Judy Stavely. Dr. Judy Stavely came on the show and taught us also so much information about our fitness level. And she also mentioned... It doesn't matter how poor your current level of fitness, you can start an exercise routine and become fitter and healthier in a short period of time. And of course, knowing the fast can help us take the right steps toward a healthier fitter. So I hope you enjoy today's show and we will bring on Dr. Melly first. So we're going to take another short break and we will dig right back in the show. Thank you again for being here.
2: It's my
1: pleasure to introduce you to my guest today, Dr. Melly. Dr. Melly is a naturopathic doctor. She's an anti-aging specialist and relies on functional medicine, clinical nutrition, epigenetic, and nitrogenomics to be the key to health and longevity. She acquired her four-year postgraduate medical diploma from the Canadian College of Naturopathic Medicine and received her Master of Public Health from the University of Hamburg of Applied Sciences in Germany. She's also a certified nutrition specialist in New York with the Certification Board of Nutrition Specialists. Dr. Melly hosts the Dr. Melly Hour with Invite Health on several AM radio stations across the U.S. Of course, I will give you her website and how you can contact her, but for now, please help me welcome Dr. Melly to our show. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Melly.
3: Thank you, Coach Ria. What a nice long introduction. Welcome.
1: I'm so glad you're here. Thank you. I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Of course, on this show, I just wanted to emphasize the fact that this show is really intended to be for information purposes and also thought-provoking. If you want more information, we'll give you in the end of the show how you can contact Dr. Melly and all the good stuff. But everything that you hear here today is for information purposes. So um, that now that we get all the stuff out of the way, let's get into the good stuff. So I really appreciate the value, the really
3: intense experiential value of eating and cooking and being in touch with my food. And so that is really important, I think, when it comes to natural health, although I'm also very much into dietary supplements and herbs and homeopathy and mm-hmm. uh, energy energy counseling and all sorts of a variety of alternative health. But that's something that uh, personally really influences me is my, my
1: love of cooking and food. Yeah, you and I, I yeah, I feel the same way. So, Dr. Melly, what is naturopathic medicine or naturopathic doctor? Can you, like, just... Explain to listeners who don't really know what that is.
3: A naturopathic doctor is somebody who's gone in North America. There is a specific program where people go to a private postgraduate four-year accredited medical school. So after I was in college, I went on and completed a four-year degree where I learned all the scientific basics of Clinical and physical diagnosis and physiology and anatomy and differential diagnosis, so I learned how to assess the body using Western medical standards. but then I also learned to assess the body using chinese medicine and and different um, not uh, more Eastern or holistic aspects of diagnosis and then of course, I learned how to treat the body instead of using drugs and surgery. I learned how to treat with food diet herbs lifestyle counseling homeopathy and all the natural things and I certainly firmly believe that the body has the ability to heal itself and that we should provide as gentle a treatment as possible without doing any harm to the body always first and foremost that's the most that's the first line of treatment I really believe what we call alternative medicine ought to be what we do at home and what we seek counsel on initially when we get sick
1: you know, there's a myth about our body. What do you think is the myth about our health and our blood beat? Because, you know, I think people really have a, you know, in their mind, they really think they want a quick fix. So what is, what is you know, what do you think? If,
3: if you're trying to lead me in, I would say that there's
1: absolutely no magic
3: bullet. Okay, here you go. <laughs> there's come. no magic okay, bullet. Okay. Okay. <laughs> there's yeah. no one pill that's going to fix anybody that does not exist. And it's the way that our brains are trained to ignore ignore our bodies. We're not encouraged to pay attention to our symptoms and understand what that means. So in order to... Uh, really look at the body in depth, we have to pay attention to subtle symptoms that we're expressing or dealing with. So we really have to pay attention to that heartburn or we have to pay attention to that regular headache that we experience or our menstrual cramps because those are symptoms or the rash or the eczema. Those are symptoms that the body is not balanced. And as a naturopathic doctor, I really use those symptoms in a scientific way to understand what's happening in the body, what's physiologically going going wrong. And that's how we can do prevention, we can, because we can treat those areas of the body with gentle medicines to rebalance so that the disease never exists, the disease does not, does not appear. Right. Disease only comes after a long period of time.
2: Exactly. Generally, after
3: the body's after the body's really struggling, you know, it used to take 30 to 40 years to develop diabetes, but what's happening now? Our children are being born with diabetes type two because they're experiencing the effects of us passing it on to our gener- the generations uh, yeah. ahead of us. And so, you know, it, it's becoming our nutrition and our lack of nutrition is is becoming. an emergency state, I would say, in North America because of our lifestyle and our diet. And there's a lot we can do about it.
1: You know, it's interesting. I think, you know, the bottom bottom line for me, I always think, is like the more you know, you know, and then the more you process what you know, because you really need to listen. And I think it's the connection, and that's what I love about, you know, naturopathic medicine and, you know, and, and what you do. It's you really just treat the body as a whole. It's the connection between the mind, body, and soul. It's all one as a whole. How do you unlock the, 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 those core beliefs, you know, that people believe that, you know, it, it's, uh, hey, you know what, if it's not broken, don't fix it? Yeah, well,
3: that's a good question because I look at health as a as a journey, as a as a long line that starts at birth and ends at death, and disease is not a matter of tr- pulling the trigger and one day you're healthy and the next day you have a disease. It develops over years and decades, and so I look at health as a journey as opposed to the the trigger the trigger theory. Um, so when we, from the time that we're born our immune systems are developing and we're getting healthier as we go on, we ought to be getting healthier. If something's going on and we're getting sicker and we get treated with medicine, then there's new um, areas of weakness happening that also ought to be treated. And so any time that we're sick, that we get stressed out, that we have a trauma, even if it's an emotional trauma, even if it's just a personal wound, like even if our dog dies or even if somebody insults me, as a child you're very sensitive and impressionable and and you can Mm -hmm. care that emotional with you further or how your mother treats you or how your or your relationship with your with your sibling all of those things can really be underlying factors of disease so it's always dynamic it's always changing it's only after a period of time that we start to really get physical symptoms as a result of that and I believe that everything is also changing, it's dynamic, and we can always make things better. We can always improve our health subtly. We're doing so on a daily basis. Every single day, our body is regenerating and, dis- and being destroyed. That's how, that's how growth happens. Our cells die, and they regrow. They die, and they regrow. And so, if we provide a positive nutrition and positive environment and positive emotions, then we can help them grow better. And so, in terms of changing people's beliefs, only a person can do that themselves, sure. but I'm happy to provide information that gives them the food for thought so that they can think about what you know, how healthy they actually are or if they could take some fine-tuning or some balancing or some stress relief or some additional sources of well-being. It's, it's, it can be about well-being and maintaining well-being. An ounce of prevention is worth a pound of cure is an extremely literal
1: expression. It's much easier to prevent than it is to treat after the fact. True, true. true. And I love what you said. You know, he said, you can learn to make natural, healthy changes and make them at your own pace. I mean, you can do that. I mean, you really can do that. And you're going to give us a few tips about how to do that when we talk about your program. Naturopathic doctor is not just an alternative doctor. They are science. I mean, they mix the two together. Is that correct? So, can you please make sure that people understand that it's, you know, there's a science behind it, too?
3: Absolutely. So that's what I mentioned. I mean, I've studied anatomy and physiology and immunology and histology and all the, all the medical sciences. I've studied those. That's a big part of the naturopathic education. And the way that I understand the body is in a scientific way, although, of course, I incorporate the scientific with the, with the dynamic, with the artistic. So naturopathic medicine really merges, I think, the best of scientific understanding and right. applies it to the body using nutritional methods. It's not to say that medicine is not important. Of course, we need it, but we can definitely integrate the two, and I think that we should always be looking at how to encourage health and maintain health as opposed to just always treating and killing disease. The idea we have of disease, Coach Rhea, is really off-center because disease is not only a bad thing. Disease itself can also be balancing.
0: So we mm-hmm. always think
3: of disease in our society as something that's bad. But, I, you know, when I get a cold, I, I kind of take that as a sign that I'm a little bit run down or that maybe I'm yeah. a bit stressed out and, and just allow okay. myself to, to recover for a couple of days. Now, we can't always do that, but I'm not just stuffing anti, you know, anti-cold medications and cough suppressants into myself all the time. I, let myself, I just let myself recover naturally by using the gentle supports that you've mentioned, the things that you're doing as well, but just let the cold run its course because our immune system is always fluctuating as well. We want our white blood cells to be challenged every once in a while. People think that they're in perfect health if they never get a cold,
1: but that's not true actually. It's that's healthy true, to yeah. get a cold every once in a while. You know, I mean, one of the things I like about the approach of naturopathic um, medicine is the fact that its prevention is the cure. You know, instead of, like, you know, going out searching for the cure. I mean, you know, if we can prevent ourselves from getting sick, and like you said, you know, every now and then your body needs to be challenged because that's how you build your immune system.
3: And even and we're talking about prevention, but I want to say to to the listeners who are ill or who are dealing with a chronic illness, of course, there's always wellness to be found. That's why I say health is a journey. You're never entirely sick or entirely healthy. There's no such thing. We're always fluctuating. We're healthy in one way. We're not healthy in another way you know we might be perfectly physically healthy and have a mental mental illness or have no friends you know something like that but but so it's a real blend we have to look at the entire picture so nobody's compl- nobody's ever perfectly sick you always have some health there and so even if you're suffering with a chronic illness even a chronic illness like cancer or heart disease or diabetes there's still a part of you that's well and we can work on that part and build that part so that's also part of my philosophy about about uh, with naturopathic medicine is that we can always increase wellness no matter where you are on your spectrum of health on your journey of health
1: Right. And, and you know, I mean, you heard me from the beginning of the show, I would say question everything. And, and the problem is with our, you know, information age that we live in right now, there is so much information out there. And I think consumers are getting confused. People are getting confused. One day they tell you this is good for you. Another day they tell you this is not good for you. And then on and on and on. And I think, you know, when you open yourself and become vulnerable to, to the wrong information, you make the wrong decision. I know our physiology it's all the same but I mean we process our chemicals I mean things are different in each body I mean even the emotion part can change our physiology. I mean I have um Bruce Lipton who who wrote uh, the biology I believe. Do you know him? Mm-hmm. Um Yes, yeah, absolutely. I I actually follow him. I I love him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's coming on the show on on I mean I when I read the book I was like, "Oh my god. I mean, it's crazy, but that is so true." Every so yeah. It has intelligent. Every. Yeah. So, what do you? What, you
3: know. Well, I'm excited to hear you mention him actually, because my eating for meaning program, one, my eating for meaning program has my fourth principle is actually the principle of epigenetics, and and really I initially learned about epigenetics from Bruce Lipton from be, reading the Biology of Belief. So it really began my understanding how we can explain in a scientific way. I mean, I've mm-hmm. always understood that. From a homeopathy, knowing homeopathy, I've always understood that the body can actually regenerate itself and we can, even if we have a gene, we can, we can change our genetic expression even if we can't change the gene itself. But reading Bruce Lipton's book really helped me understand it in a scientific way, so I really appreciate that.
1: So we're going to take a short break and when we come back, we're going to talk about your program, Eating for Meaning, and uh, why is it so important that we really connect with our food and what we do on a daily basis. So we'll be right back.
0: Thank you. Your Life Now radio show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments.
2: Dr. David Kenneth Waldman founded
3: To Love Children. When I met Dr. David Kenneth Waldman in my office, uh, when I was the minister in charge of gender and he came to sell me this idea, his vision of of, uh, the girl child education, I impressed it because I thought
2: this is the way we would be able to empower our young girls
0: please go to tolovechildren.org and donate thank you for helping me to take my passion and turn it into action
2: we can
1: all take part welcome back my friends you are listening to your life now radio show i am your host Cotria. so you were listening to an ad for um tolovechildren.org it's uh, an organization that i am on the board um of and it's a dear to my heart so please check it out and please make a difference. We can all make the difference. So back to our guest, great guest today. We talk in health, we talk in natural health and natural, you know, uh, medicine. And uh, my guest today, Dr. Melly, she is natural uh, pathic doctor and she also has a master degree in public health and uh, she's also a specialist in anti aging. And uh, she has a great program that we're gonna talk about. Eating for meaning, and before the break we discussed a lot of the, you know, the the uh, um the core beliefs about you know what we think about our body and the prevention. And now we're gonna talk a little bit more about eating for meaning, and what does that mean? Welcome back, Dr. Melly.
3: Thank you so much, Coach Ria. What you said before the break, where you're talking about how people are overwhelmed and bombarded with information, I completely Mm -hmm. agree with that. There's so much information. Always, whether you're listening to the, the television, the Dr. Oz, and, or any the newest nutritionists or the newest diet craze or the newest exercise or what the American Heart Association says or the American Diabetes Association says or what your doctor tells you or what your mother tells you. I mean, we're just constantly bombarded with information, what mar- food advertisers and what the television is saying to us about the food that we're eating and 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 what we should be getting. And so people don't know whether to eat eggs or egg whites or not. It no eggs. You know whether even a simple thing as as a food like eggs are they healthy or not? We just don't know.
1: And I think people don't realize that. And I think people don't also realize the difference between organic and non-organic and why they should eat certain things organic and it's okay to eat certain things not organic It's a huge. It's a huge topic. It's a, it's
3: another week of shows to talk about the difference between organic soy and non-organic soy and genetically modified and what modified even means people don't even know what it means people don't know that it means that roundup this pesticide roundup is bred into every dna of the food i mean that's what dna essentially means right now is that that uh, pesticides are in every cell of the food that you're eating and that means and pesticides are endocrine disruptors they block fertility so it's it's a really dire situation, but um, GM, GMO they think oh it means fish protein and tomato you know all this stuff and it does mean that potentially and it also means that we can increase the health of something like rice by putting beta carotene in it, but for the most part what 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 it means when we're eating GMOs and consuming mass GMOs is that all of the soy all of the sugar all of the corn all of the uh, cotton that you're growing that we're handling on a daily basis and all of the canola is Pesticide has pesticides bred into every single cell of that food, and you cannot wash that pesticide off. There's no washing it off. What it also means is that all the feed that we're going to start feeding our cows and our chickens are all genetically modified. So our animals are also filled with genetically modified organisms, which are, again, Hormone disruptors they block our estrogen, they block our testosterone, they increase our cholesterol, so it's a it has a massive impact on the food security issue and we're the wool is really being pulled over our eyes I mean not to make this show political, but it's really being pulled over our eyes as to how
1: dangerous they actually are and and I mean, I think it's really i mean I you know being a little bit more mindful of what you're consuming, and that's what you know we're going to talk about your program eating for me you know. <laughs> what does that mean and what is you know, but I mean just to kinda like touch on what you just said about, you know, this whole thing that could take like you said, few shows to talk about. <laughs> yeah. And I try to minimize my eating out. I try to minimize like where I go to eat and all the stuff. But I, I heard something that was really disturbing. So I um we have a little dog and uh she goes to um holistic Vets up in uh, um Lowell Falls here and uh, he he believes like raw food and all the stuff you know grass fed and everything. So anyhow, so one time I wanted to get her a treat, so I wanted to get a raw bone for her, right? So I was talking mm-hmm. to the guy who does you know who handles the food aspect of the business, and so I was you know I was asking, I said, so is this you know is this bone actually from an animal that is grass fed? He said, well I can tell you that, but it's actually grass finished. I'm like, what the heck does that mean? I mean, just like it's changing the word. And I said, what does mm-hmm. that mean? He said, the animal, to, before they get slaughtered, before they, the animal put to, you know, to be used as meat or whatever, they feed them grass. But the rest of their life, they were not fed grass. So see how, like, a little word can change things? Which yeah. I never heard of it before until so the guy was telling me, and he was being honest with me. And he said, well, you know, I can tell you, this particular bull came from a farm that, um, you know, the animal was grass-finished. I'm like, what what is grass-finished? What does that mean? I have also
3: never heard that, but thank you for sharing me that because I'm, here, I'll be yeah, getting I questions on it tomorrow. <laughs> but on a daily basis, all we can do is do our best. I mean, we have to live in the environment that we live in. We live here. We choose to live here. We don't want to run away and live in Antarctica or live in, you know, in the Himalayas. We live here. We live in New York, or we live wherever you live around the world. It's likely has faces some pollution, and mm-hmm. so I think it's best to make to to get to know our own bodies and our own family's needs as well. So if you feel like you, there's foods that irritate you, whether or not the food is. Said to be healthy on the news or not is how it affects you, so it's important to pay attention as to how the food that you eat is affecting you, and so does it give you energy? And starting to notice things about the way that food sits with you. When you eat food, does it give you energy? After you eat it, does it make you feel overly full? Or do you have to go to the washroom in an emergency? Are you having a, an explosive bowel movement after you eat food? Are you falling asleep at your desk? Um, are you getting a headache? Are you getting nervous or jittery or in a foul mood? These are some of the things to notice about food and the food, the impact of our food that we're choosing on us. because we all know that we should be eating more fruits and vegetables and that we should be eating perfectly, but it's not necessary to eat perfect all the time. That's not the point. The point is to eat the best that you can do at every at every moment and not have to worry about, you know, what you ate yesterday or what you ate when you were up to the time you were 15 years old because that's all in the past now and you can't do anything more about that.
2: Right, so that's right, step number that's one:
3: true. is uh, paying attention to our own body response. How does the food smell? It's not just about eating for meaning. Isn't just about the food filling us up and feeling satisfied as we're ta- as we're tasting it. But how does it really smell to you? Does it smell good? Does it smell appetizing? And take the time to chew it and to feel it in your mouth. Notice the textures of it. Um, you know, notice the colors on your plate. Do they make you happy? Are they bright colors or are they sad? Sticky, gooey colors, um, and then also, does the f- how does the food feel after you've eaten it? Does it still feel as good as when you as you thought it did when you were chewing it? So that's one aspect of of improving, learning how your your nutrition relates to your own body and the effect that every meal has has on you. It's not just physical even. It's also emotional. It's also psychological. So I, I encourage the first thing to do when we're eating for meaning is to write down everything that you eat and notice how you feel after you eat it we've trained ourselves to not be hungry for breakfast we've trained ourselves to eat too big of a dinner or to eat really late at night these are not things that you were likely doing when you were a child and even if you were doing them when you were a child you can train you can train yourself back you can train yourself okay. back to the to a healthier way i mean Tria, we all know that we have to eat at least three times a day in order to be healthy, and yet people are still thinking last minute about what they're going to eat at almost every meal and then being forced to choose the most convenient, what they would call convenient item. So we've got to really take control of our eating pattern, and it does start with nutrition. I think it does start with nutrition, which is why nutrition is the, is the first principle of my Eating for Meaning program. So sure. there's really some some options as how you can increase nutrition into your diet. It's how can we increase nutrition? Fruits and veggies all the way, but then the more whole foods you eat, the better, and the
1: less go on a go on a junk we food detox, go on a fast right. food it's detox. Thank you so much, Dr. Melly. That was a lot of great information. Very helpful information. So we do appreciate you, and uh, of course, everybody. If you want to listen to the whole show, make sure you go to our archived episode and choose choose Dr. Melly's episode and listen to the whole show. Uh, for today's purpose, uh, we just wanted to highlight the best of uh, um, Dr. Melly's show. And of course, you can reach Dr. Melly at www.eatingformeaning.com. Again, that's eatingformeaning.com. And uh, we're going to take a short break, and we will come back. We will share Dr. Judy Steveley's um, highlighted show. So please stay tuned.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments.
1: Welcome back, my friends, and now we will continue our special show, The Best of the Best Guests, on Your Life Now Ready show with Dr. Judy Stevely. So I hope you enjoy the show. Here she is. Dr. Judy Stevely is a professor and a triathlete. She teaches at several colleges in Maryland area. She serves as a spokeswoman and advocate for several biological health, medicine, and Forensic Science Organization. Additionally, as a triathlete and National Health Fitness Specialist, she assists in several community programs. Dr. Judy is the CEO of The Platform Magazine. She has completed her Doctoral in Health Psychology and continues to pursue her career in teaching Biological Sciences and Health Psychology. Please help me welcome our guest, Dr. Judy, to the show. Thank you so much for being here, Dr. Judy.
4: Hi, Coach Ria. Nice to be here, too.
1: So I appreciate you coming here and teaching us a few good things, and and, uh, and hopefully people will take away some great stuff from here. So, you know, I mean, we, we really have the program today or the episode today really kind of focus on some of the facts that we should really know when it comes to fitness and when it comes to our health. Right, and and you being from both sides of the equation, I think you're the perfect person to tell us a few good things about facts and myths. Um, so let's let's start with with fitness. You know, um, I mean the the word can be very intimidating for some people. And you know the word also could be you know could say a lot about like you know our health you know condition because you know if you really like for instance if you if you take it somebody who's like maybe overweight and and uh um so it's hard for them to really do some some serious activity right so you know they 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 have a short breath, you know they run out of breath really fast because they can run they can Walk up the stairs or whatever. I mean, what would some of these advice to some like somebody who really wants to do something with their life? And I always say it starts with that step and it starts from where you're standing. So no matter what condition, and I know I'm not a triathlete and I'm just a, a, a person just like anybody else.
4: Well, my suggestion is you're never doomed to be an, an athlete. Never give up that opportunity. The body is amazing, and it can do amazing things. Uh, my my first suggestion, if you want to get out there and start being active if you've been um, on the couch for a long time, is to have a physical and make sure that you're okay to start off slowly and then work yourself up. But I have met some amazing athletes, that have been obese and diabetic and had high blood pressure and were basically nearly on their deathbed and started off just a slow regimen program that got them back on their feet, and now they're competitive runners and they're fast. And you kind of think back, wow, if they can do it, you know, I can do it. And it's, it's very inspiring what these individuals can do. I personally, which is funny because people think that I'm in the gym all the time and yes, in the winter I have no choice, I am in the gym. However, I prefer now that it's springtime to never go inside and I take the opportunity to be outside as much as I can and I love being one with the earth and when I run, I love being outside in this beautiful weather. And there's, you know, people in California or Florida have the opportunity to be outside all the time and I always tell, uh, you know, um, people that want to get in shape is take advantage of being outside. If you have nice weather, go for a walk. Go for a fast walk, a breath walk. You don't have to run. People feel that they have to overdo it or, you know, really challenge themselves to the point of no return. And you can't have that mindset. It's a a different mindset. You have to stay positive. Tell yourself, uh, I can do this. I can walk. I can you know start off with a mile a day, work myself up to two miles the next week, and so forth, but self-talk I have found um when I'm coaching other ladies um that helps a lot to self talk themselves up. Mm-hmm. I can do this. I can push myself a little harder, let's get out of our comfort zone. I really need to get in shape, I need to get my blood pressure down. I'm doing this for me and my health. And to get into that mindset of being healthy, and we do have that um, stigma in our society about having that look. And my whole thing is about you're you're healthy when you have muscle on your body, and and you're you're building that muscle. We don't want you to be too skinny either. Skinny is not healthy. We want right. you to be. Strong. We want you to have a good immune system and, you know, live life. And when you have those stressors, you can actually hinder your immune system, biological system in your body. Mm-hmm. And that's why self-positive self-talk is very important when, when trying to get healthy. And, you know, walking, exercising is a huge factor because when you start exercising, you start producing those feel-good hormones, which we call endorphins. And when you start getting those endorphins, you have more energy, and when you have more energy, you're more happy, and you mm-hmm. spread that positivity, and that positivity is contagious. Nobody wants to be around, you know, unfortunately, sad people. You know. But
1: well, let me ask you some some like whether they are myths or facts, you know, about our fitness. Okay. Okay. It says that men and women are completely different when it comes to their fitness level because one. It says that women, um, their fat cells, it's about five times larger than men. Is that a fact or a myth? It's a myth.
4: What's factual is that women can tend hormonally gain weight more than men. We do tend to hold a little bit more fat in our bodies than men because we need cushion for fertile um, reproduction. But other than that, no. Everything else is a myth. (laughs)
1: Okay, so is it so? Is this a fact or a myth? Letting uh, uh, skipping meals will cause our body to keep fat because it's fear of starvation.
4: It will. Um, your body, if you're if you're starving yourself and you're dieting, yes, your body will keep some fat on um if you're exercising along with dieting uh, your body will start to use the fat reserves to burn um instead of using the the um your muscle cells and the other cells in your body you will start to deplete the the fat cells which if you're trying to lose weight that's what you want you want your fat cells to disappear and they never really disappear they just they shrink but you we do lose that weight how about uh,
1: lifting weight? Is it true, is it a myth or a fact that, you know, um, men and women are the same? Like, when you start lifting weight, you can bulk up just like men.
4: No, no. Men have more testosterone. So, um, hormonally, men are going to bulk up faster just because of genetics. Um, women, we can bulk up more. We can build more testosterone as we exercise. Um, women do, do have testosterone um Hormones. I, some, I teach that um, some women don't realize that they carry the hormone testosterone in their body, but they do. Um, and you can get higher levels of testosterone. Um, but genetically, you're not going to get as much as men, unless you're born with those higher levels of hormones. Um, you can build more muscle. You can't. Um, there's different ways of bulking up. You can take in more protein. A lot of women don't want to bulk up. Um, it's very hard to
1: bulk up. Some of the trainer they always say is like, you know, they really should, you know, uh, if you want to lose fat, you should you should do more of weight, you know, uh, um, exercises than just cardio, because they said that helps you burn fat. Is that a fact or a myth?
4: That is fact, and you want to build muscle with cardio. You're not going to build muscle. Um right. And I noticed that in myself. I can run for a long time and do long distance running, or even biking and swimming. But you're not going to be toned. You're going to have. You still can have loose muscle. You need to lift weights and cross train while you exercise to build that muscle. And you want strong bones. You need to build muscle to support those bones. So yes, I do suggest um, weight training. If someone wants
1: to start. A, um, a fitness regimen, and they've never done anything. And their 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 level, you know. I mean, we're talking to an average person. We're not talking to anybody who needs to get a physician approval and all this stuff. Just an average person who wants to start. Say, you know what? I want to get fit, and not as a as a as a you know a fat, you know like just like something just gonna be temporary. Something like a way of life, a lifestyle. I want to change my lifestyle and become physically fit. What would you say some of the things that they should start doing first?
4: First get the approval of your doctor. Get a physical approach. Okay, so um, okay. I want yes, and it it's very important, to make sure that you're physically your heart is physically okay to start getting back into shape. Um once you get the doctor's approval and you're not familiar with the gym, I would suggest hiring a personal trainer just to give you some techniques on how to lift weights, what to do, you know, what cardio machines um, to use, how many times to use them a day, how much, you know, you should apply maybe running or biking or swimming or get some advice from some professional.
1: Um, We're going to take a short break, and when we come back, we will continue with part two of this wonderful interview with Dr. Judy, uh, and we're going to focus on health after we come back from the break. So please stay tuned.
0: Your Life Now Radio Show with Coach Rhea will return in just a few moments.
1: And 73 pounds to a marathoner and a fitness instructor. Through her own struggle, KCD Gelman learned that she would rather be strong woman and fit on her own terms. She learned that skinny is not necessarily healthy and you must strive to be your healthiest, not a number on the scale. She learned to push herself and try new things and face her obstacles and meet her goals. She pushed her body to do something she never dreamed it would be done. Now, KCD is a certified personal trainer, Pilates instructor, a weight loss specialist, and fitness nutrition specialist. If you like KCD to help you write the next chapter of your life, you can reach her at KCDJ at gmail.com. Again, that's kcdj at gmail.com. So before the break we are talking with our guest uh, Dr. Judy Stagley, and uh we were talking about health and fitness facts and uh in a in the first part of the uh of the show we covered a lot of the great tips and information about our fitness. So uh Dr. Judy thank you again so much for being here. Oh you're welcome. Okay, so let's talk about our health and our body. Um is our body pretty much same when it comes to the biology. I mean, are we are, you know? I mean, you know, just wanted to to hear it from somebody who is like you. You know, what, what do you, are we all the same when it comes to? You no, know? we
4: we are no. not. Good. Um, okay. <laughs> we <laughs> no,
2: good, okay. We
4: are
1: not good,
2: good
4: We are we are very, especially when it comes down to our DNA. We are one percent different. That's what makes us unique, and that one percent of our DNA that makes us who we are. Uh, it can, you know, it it's, makes us all different hormonally, um, characteristically, behaviorally, and that's why biology is so interesting—the genetics behind it. Uh, we do carry characteristics of our family members; we have traits, but we're still different.
1: Well, that's absolutely great to know because you know most of us think it's like, well, you know what? So let's talk about. Yeah, I mean, it, the word health. You know, I mean, we were actually. I mean, the way, let me back up here a little bit. I mean, our natural state. So the body is very intelligent and the body has its mechanism to heal itself. So, what happened in between? Why, why there's so many illnesses and why the diseases and why and why and why? And it's so many questions, so many things to learn. (laughs)
4: Well, I think a lot of it is awareness. Um, Back, I would say, 10 years ago before we discovered the genome and when we were doing research in cancer, um, I think we're aware of our bodies and people are more apt to go get physicals and check and do their yearly checkups and make sure that they're not carrying cancer cells or, you know, fighting illnesses. And we can treat them early which is nice. Back in the day, we didn't have treatment, and people never knew that they were carrying cancer. And we would be like, oh, poor individual died, but we don't know why. They just kind of passed away. So we would say, well, they passed away from natural causes. Now we're very specific, and I think with technology and evolution and everything we've had evolved to be um, in the field of biology, we're so knowledgeable and so specific with all these new tests and exams and medicines that we we are on the higher end of diagnosing and pinpointing, you know, what exact cancer and how to find the cancer and how to treat the cancer or the virus or the illness or the bacteria infection. (laughs) So I think that's why we hear more about it than we did in the past.
1: So, you know, what I'm hearing you saying, you know, I think it really comes down to the awareness and, and and learning more about our body and how it functions.
4: Well, you know, this is a funny question. that I got asked twice the same question from totally two different individuals, one from one side of the world to the other, and it would have to do with our diet and our health and what we consume nutritionally. And I, we came up on the topic of alternative sugars, and huh? people avoiding certain, <laughs> avoiding certain foods, and what we take into our bodies. And you know, my my whole theory is, our bodies are temple, and we need to take mm-hmm. care of it. And mm-hmm. if you're not moving or mm-hmm. exercising, you're not getting rid of those toxins that are in your mm-hmm. body. You need to sweat yeah. it out. And mm-hmm. there's a fine line because people will get sick. They, they'll come down with stress throat or they'll run a fever. And, and my students will ask me, is it okay to work out while I have a fever? There is a fine line between that because you don't want to overexert the body while the body's trying to fight infection either and you do need to rest but if you do want to sweat out those toxins and that's how the body pulls itself off and releases whatever we call it excretion from the body and tries to get rid of whatever is hindering the cells so excretion by sweating or you know drinking more fluids you're you're somehow got to get it out of the body It is, and we tend to forget that we do get our nutrients from fruits and vegetables and what we eat. Sometimes if we're not eating right, we do tend to lean towards the supplements. And I try, you know, sometimes I don't get enough of certain supplements, maybe iron or, you know, depending on how active you are. But we have to remind ourselves by eating healthy and taking our fruits and veggies and all the good stuff into our bodies, they have the supplements that you want in them to fight off you know, certain infections like probiotics that are found mm-hmm. in yogurt. Those will help mm-hmm. you naturalize or neutralize your bacteria in your body to prevent other bacterial infections. And just simple simple little things that you can do on your everyday nutritional meal plan that can help you fight off these viruses or bacterial infections that we're, you know, apt, apt to get. Um, But I've been pretty healthy myself, but sometimes, you know, the body does get worn out and you have to treat it. I'm not one for, you know, pharmaceutical medicines, but sometimes we have to take them, you know, no matter how much alternative treatments, you know, I love to do. To get the relief that you need, right. Right, we need to, yeah, and and pharmaceutically sometimes you have to, you know, take that medicine to intervene until you get better, but you have to keep that nutrition up. Um, And we have to quit putting junk into our bodies. And I find that our society is the biggest epidemic is obesity, and that's why we do have a lot of, you know, cancer and different types of cancer. And cancer loves fat cells. And Mm -hmm. toxins love fat cells, and that's where they hang out. So the fatter you are, the more illnesses you're apt to get. And people don't realize that they're getting ill until something happens. You know, your blood pressure is skyrocketing or you start getting dizzy and then it's a it's a wake up call. You don't want to wait for that wake up call. Don't ignore the symptoms. Right,
1: right, right. I think that's really First, you know, I wanted to mention on the good side, you know, I mean, you have a great body that's capable of, of doing a lot of healing, but it needs the support. It needs your support. It is the only house you have for your soul to live in. So this where you live. You've got to take care of it. You take care mm-hmm. of your house. I'm sure that you have a roof over your head you know you take care of it to make sure you know nobody comes in and break in nobody's whatever and that's the same thing you got to treat your body and you gotta that's the only place you have to live in so that's on the good side so you have a good place you know good body that it can actually unless you just let it go the 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 not so good news, and I don't like. I'm I'm one of those, you know, always trying to be positive and stuff like that. But I know some people get annoyed sometimes. Like, well, you can't be all the time so optimistic, because we do live unfortunately in a society that is toxic. You got your external toxic, and you got the internal toxic, right? So you go out, you step outside, the air is polluted, the food is polluted, and then you. Put that stuff inside, and then you add stress, and then your body just says, I can't take it anymore. I am hanging the hat or whatever, you know, because your body it just says, you know, I have so much that I can do, but you're giving me way more than I can handle. Because, I mean, I'm just one of those, you know... Smart consumers. So I'm not, like I said, I'm not a biologist. I am not a doctor. I am not, you know, I am somebody who just like anybody else who's listening, who just wants to be healthy and wants to, to have the opportunity to have a healthy body and healthy life and enjoy life, live life, not just exist. You got to live that life and, and you got to enjoy it. Maybe you don't have control over the air that you breathe when you walk outside, or maybe you don't have control over, you know, certain things on the outside. But you definitely do have control over the choices that you make with yourself, right?
4: You do. You have choices. That's what makes us who we are, you know, And which which is nice. But, you know, regulation from DEA should um, – most stores should have labels now, um, that label GMOs or non GMO modified foods, which is, is nice as an American to have. I know when I went to the market yesterday, I noticed you're going to pay, you get what you pay for. Mm-hmm. There's different levels of beef, mm-hmm. you know? So you go to Taco Bell, you're going to be eating, you know, whatever it's level five ground beef that they serve into their to their customers. That's why you pay 69 cents a taco. (laughs) Right. You you know, you get what you pay for, but then again, you know, you don't know what you're putting in your body. And, yes, our body adapts because I I do have discussions with other, you know, research doctors, and they feel that, you know, it's not going to do any harm. And, yes, our bodies do adapt, but over a period of time, you're constantly beating up your body and putting that type of food into your body, your cells are going to get tired and they're not going to be strong enough anymore to fight off um, any of those toxins that you you might be putting into your body. So you kind of want to stay on top of the game and you want to stay healthy because if anything does go wrong within the body, your body is more than apt to be strong enough to recover from it. As a lifestyle, in the kitchen, peeling your carrots, getting preparing your foods. That makes it easier when you go to work on a daily basis to separa- separate your veggies and your fruits and have them ready to go. So when you're hungry, you pull out that carrot or those strawberries or those grapes so you don't have to pull out a candy bar. I still see a lot of people eating candy bars for snacks. And that's wow. not healthy.
2: Mm. You know, it's
4: like you look and you kind of think, when they're like, well, it's a snack. Yeah, well, that snack is not healthy for you. A candy bar has a lot of, you know, saturated fats and a lot of stuff that's not, not good and a lot of calories. And But a lot of people go into this denial, it's not going to happen to me.
2: Right. And then, and that's, like I yeah. said, the wake-up call.
4: Do your research. Go to scholarly sites like NIH or some, you know, university sites that might have textbooks. Go to the library. Look and read and learn. Always ask questions. If you're unsure, ask. You know, people always email me. I get emails from all over the world every day about, you know, is this good? Is this not good? Should I take this? And I try to help them and give them advice and, you know, give them my point of view. But I always tell tell not just my students but everybody else, You know, do your research. Always ask. Don't go and just, you know, take it because somebody said to take it. Make sure that what you're putting into your body, you know what you're putting into your body. That even goes for medications. And, you know, just be smart about it. And there's just go to, there's community classes that offer nutritional classes. I know our local library offers once a month a nutrition class, and there's colleges and universities in the communities in Florida, Maryland, California, they offer community classes that are free just pick up a schedule or go to the website and you can learn about nutrition for free or some biology topics they have speakers on these topics all the time to continue learning or listening to your show it's very important to stay on top of the subject and continue to learn
1: you know we have a few minutes left and before i go into the my today's word is unique this is what i chose for today And so you are very special and you are very unique. So remember that. So try to enjoy who you are today and work on being better by taking positive steps to get you there. There is no one else like you in the entire world. And I think Dr. Judy, you said, we're not. We have that 1% Mm or whatever, 10% different. You are unique from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. In some ways, you might look and sound like some others, but you are not them. You are very special. You are very unique. So prove, prove of yourself. You have many great qualities about yourself. And so I wanted to take you off with that one because I really think we are all unique in our own special way. And, and you know what? We deserve to, to live healthy and and, 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 uh, and fit life. I mean, we deserve to live, not just exist. And uh, so that's my today's word. <laughs> and I'm going to turn it over to you, Dr. Judy, to wrap it up for us and give us a few helpful tips before we, we go off the air.
4: Well, the helpful tips I suggest is getting out there at least 30 minutes a day, walking, you know, brisk walks, maybe going to the gym once or twice a week and lifting some weights and cross-training. Eating correctly is very huge. Um, Watch your blood pressure. uh, Monitor yourself. Um, They have blood pressure machines at grocery stores so you can check your blood pressure. Any concerns, always consult your doctor. And we have um, a wonderful, you know, magazines out there that I personally write for that you can always go to my blog site or my website and read the health articles that I have personally written um, for several magazines, and you can learn a lot from those, too. You know, I wanted
1: to mention I do appreciate you featuring me in your magazine, and I did mention in the beginning of the show when I introduced you that you are the CEO of your um, the um, Pla- platform magazine, and you're also the editor of Latin connection, so uh, you know. I just wanted to tell you, you gotta check out both of those magazines, and they are available online. Online, and you can also buy a print. And uh, um, and and I was, you know, really honored to be part of some amazing women in the cent uh, edition uh, of your magazine. So you know, can you share the website, you know, with us?
4: It's the platform, theplatformmagazine.com. And it's free digital, so you can read all the articles online for free. We keep it online and we do have an available print for our publisher. Um, it's a very nice, um, classy print. I I it's my baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, we all trying, and I know we each one of us can.
1: It doesn't matter who you are from any walk of earth. You know, um, it it you can. Just all you have to do is just look at yourself, like I said in the mirror. You are very unique and very special in your own way. And and let your 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 light shine. Let the you know. Let yourself shine. Let make you present in this on on this planet. You know, I mean, I it's it, it's amazing how much we can do and. How much we 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 can start doing today, and for ourselves first, you gotta start with yourself first before you start helping anybody else. So, you know, with all that being said, I do thank you so much for being my guest, and and you you are amazing. I can't believe the hour went so fast, and and uh, <laughs> love to have you back on again, and and uh, yeah. you know share some of the great stuff that you do. And thank it. you so much again for being here. Thanks. Great stuff. And then, everybody, yes, thank you yeah. so much for joining us and listening to the show and supporting the show. I'll just remind you, make sure you follow the show for up-to-date information and also connect with me. I love to hear from you, whether on Facebook, Twitter, anywhere, Google+, I'm on there, you know, I'm on Skype, Coach Rhea. You know, I am everywhere. And if I could be in any way a service to you, make sure you do um, contact me. great guests what a great show thank you to dr judy steve lee and dr melly for your contribution to the show that was amazing and i just wanted to remind you guys if you want to listen to the full episode make sure you listen to our archive you can always go to our website at www.yourlifenow.info again that's yourlifenow.info and uh, all our episode there, and also we also on iTunes, Stitcher apps. Your support there is always appreciated. So thank you for subscribing, downloading the show, and being a great uh, listener. So without you, we will have no show. So until next week, stay for another great surprise for you guys for um, part three of the best of the best of 2014. All the best. Stay amazing. <laughs> Amen.